hello how are you i'm helen thank you very much for coming it's that time of year for rest and reflection and stress and all the things i've scribbled down a list of the nine lessons my work has taught me in 2021 here they are number one your people, the ones who you already know and who already know you, call them your network, if that's not too gross, are your best, finest asset. They say yes when you ask for help. Cold calling doesn't work. This is why we spend time on relationships. Believe it will be worth your while talking to people, supporting their work, reading what they do, commenting so that these people will know you It was launching the podcast, actually, that illustrated this to me most clearly, because when I came to invite guests onto my podcast, which is a big ask, you're asking people to give up half an hour, 45 minutes of their time and, you know, get to grips with a load of tech. It's awkward. The ones who said yes, 99% of the time are people I'm already connected with, even if that only means we've chatted a couple of times on Instagram. Who says, not right now, really busy, ever so sorry, try again later. People who do not know me, they feel no obligation probably to even, you know, read the pitch properly. Put the work in with people before you ask them to do something for or with you. And have I got things to say about people who pitch to come on my show? Oh, yes, that is a whole podcast episode coming up in the next couple of months. Number two. Being confused and uncomfortable about where you're going next is just what has to happen, I think, before you get clear and comfortable with where you're going next. For a lot of this year, maybe the second and third quarter, I felt off in my work, like it wasn't shaping up or heading in the direction I wanted it to be heading in. I've been delivering a high volume of workshops and courses, and it felt a little, a lot unsustainable and burnouty. And you know, when you just feel in your bones that things are not quite right, but you don't know what right is. I spoke to friends, I spoke to Matt, I booked in a couple of sessions with my coach, Stephanie. I looked around and took stock of what other people were doing. And I just thought, what what is it that I want in this business? What are my ambitions for it? And how do I get there? And eventually, clarity has come. It was painful though. I'm focusing on signature courses for next year with some one-offs thrown in, perhaps a graduate program on one of my courses. I'd love to make that happen, but it, it may be too much and it feels good. It didn't feel good, but it feels good now. Hang in there. Number three, that we do not have to say yes to things in our work just because other people want us to do them. Uh I've said no to one-to-ones in my business and some other work bits this year and it's a bit of a high. You can listen to a post-it note on why I turned my back on one-to-ones in my business. Rarely have I felt happier in a decision. (laughs) Look it up when you've finished listening to this one. I won't repeat myself. Number four, learning number four, all the advice that you get, marketing, business, relationships, whatever, has been designed and is being given out by somebody who's discovered what works for them, myself included. Always know that you'll need to redesign that advice to make it a perfect fit for you. Because I do this job of advising people myself, I feel as though I look behind the curtain and I've cottoned on to the fact that despite 
what it might look like or feel like or sound like. No one really has all the answers. And they certainly do not have all the answers for you and your work and your business or your future. Us advisors and teachers and coaches are sharing what's worked for us and our clients. And there are some universal truths probably that we all need to listen to in any industry. But there are a million variations on a theme that can work. Ignore the stuff that's not for you. Do not give the advice givers too much agency over your work. Number five, the thing that you used to be good at, or the things that you used to be good at before kids, life, work, reality got in the way, it's still there. You still have it in you. It doesn't get lost. It's just waiting. Recording podcasts is now one of my absolute most favorite things. I had a vivid moment of clarity the first time that Suze, the producer, hello, thank you, Suze, sent over the first version of the first episode of the Just Bloody Post-It podcast with the music on at the beginning and it sounded like a proper podcast. And it was just, it was magic for me because I got this flashback to being about 22 years old and sitting in a tiny recording studio at my local radio station. And I was doing work experience and I was learning to edit some sound together, bits of voice talking together to create something else. And I just sat there and I can I can see the, the studio right now in front of me as I talk to you. And I thought, I just absolutely, I just absolutely love what I'm doing. I love this. And for me, recorded words and what you can do with them casts a spell. What's your thing? Maybe there's something that you can tap back into. I'm sorry. Number six, the stories you tell yourself, such as you'll never be able to run an online diary or you can't plan ahead, can be easily disproven daily. We can do the things that we think we're not built for. I can now run an electronic online diary. Boom. I can pretty much tell you what I'm going to be doing work-wise for all of next year. We tell ourselves fictional stories. What can you disprove about your own weaknesses? Number seven, equally, it's true that there is no point in forcing yourself to do things in ways that you find totally counterintuitive. Don't keep trying to do things in a way that doesn't work for you. It's such a waste of energy. For me, that would be something like you must batch content. Batching content is the way to stay on top of your social media and stay consistent. I'm sorry, I just can't. I cannot do it. I cannot sit down on a Monday morning and batch my content for the rest of the week. It's just not how I work and I'm going to stop beating myself up about it and just do content my own way. No point in fighting it. Number eight, bringing in professional help with things does not mean that you're not trying hard enough. It saves time, heartache and money. The minute you have cash in your business, use it to get help and keep getting help so that you can keep moving forward. And number nine, if you're going to run a business in part or wholly via Instagram, then you've got to roll with the changes. Moaning and feeling resentful is not time well spent. And you can take your great self somewhere else if Instagram doesn't work for you anymore. There are all the options. 
Insta can feel like a pain because it changes all the time and we're humans and we don't like change. And we're like, I want to use Instagram the old way. And it's forcing me to do things in a new way. We don't own Instagram. It's a business. Either work with it or don't. I've concluded there are great alternative options. Podcasting, emails, LinkedIn, TikTok. I'd recommend any of those platforms in a heartbeat to my clients. And the first three are pretty predictable (laughs) in the way that they work. Open hearts and minds going into the next year of work, I think. Thank you for listening and supporting what I do. Lots of love. Bye. Thank you.